Andrew Rogers, Nick Verzellini back inside the Cam Henderson Center as it'll be North Texas basketball to begin the second half. The Mean Green trails the thundering herd by two. Big thanks to Jonathan Edwards for his scoreboard update at the half. Big thanks to what he's been able to do for us so far in this one. North Texas with a good look. Race three to start the second half, and he buries it over the outstretched arms of Tavion Kinsey. And North Texas regains the lead by one. Reese, now the first double-figure score from either team. He's got 11. Kinsey with it out front. Gets it over to Taylor, now top of the key. Taylor inside to Miladinovich. Miladinovich left block, backing down Simmons. Pump fakes, spins, puts it up and in. What a clever move by Miladinovich. A little dream shake for two. That was the best move I've ever seen from Gore Miladinovich. He shook Simmons <laughs> out of his shoes. Marshall's shook get back me up out one. Of my shoes. I hope you can get him back on. <laughs> Bell inside, attacking Byers. Pump fakes inside to cool. Simmons. Back out Reese, out front Hamlet. Extra pass McBride, back to Bell. Left corner three, got it. Thomas Bell has got ten back-to-back -back threes for the Mean Green to start the second half in the rack up two. Well, how about the big man footwork, though, underneath? Nice little extra pass and then swing it around. Taylor, a running right-handed footer is good. Andy Taylor's got seven, and we're tied back up at 39, 18-40 and counting here in this second half. Hamlet, top of the key, over to Bell now. Thought about a three from the right wing. Pump fakes, drives on Byers, stops. Pump fakes, spins, puts one up, no good. Byers tips it to himself and grabs the rebound. Good defense by Michael Byers. Thought Bell was going to get LeBron James in the All-Star game, throw it off, off the, glass the glass and throw it down. Taylor the other way, three good. Andy Taylor, five straight. He's got ten. Marshall back up three, two minutes into the second half. That was tough from Andy. I mean, just pull up, knock it down. He's hot to start the second half. Simmons left block. He's backing down. Milodovic gets double team, pitches it out. Hamlet right wing, three good. Both teams are hot coming out of the gates of the second half. We're tied back up at 42 now. 17-45 and counting. Taylor pulls up, top of the key, three, good. You can't stop the Sheriff. He's got 13, Marshall up by three. We call him the Sheriff for a reason, right? Absolutely. Hamlet the other way drives, and he got fouled driving right. Andy Taylor tried to poke it from behind, and he picks up his first foul, first foul of the second half. North Texas do inbound here on the left baseline. Near side, Hamlet to trigger it in. Throws it out to Simmons. Catches it at the right elbow. Dribbles over to the left side. Reese left corner. Kicks it out to Bell. Bell left wing three. In and out, no good. It spins out. Bell's in there to grab the board, but Early takes it away, and then Bell fouled him. Good extra effort by David Early and Andy Taylor. Both there to knock it away from Bell. And Bell commits the foul. It's his second the first foul on the Mean Green here in the second half. Well, it was a great job, though, by Bell to follow his shot and nearly tracked it down. But Andy Taylor was there, as you mentioned, David Early, both coming from the far side to try to get that rebound. Andy Taylor, we talk about him a lot. As a guard, he, he rebounds great, especially on those long ones. And uh, that kind of forced the Bell foul. But both teams really hustling on that possession. Byers step back from the left elbow, good. Marshall's offense is cooking on all cylinders to start the second half. The Herd up five, three minutes into the second half, and the crowd loves it. 
Hamlet out to Bell, top of the key. Bell drives on Byers, puts one up, no good. Miladinovic rebound. Miladinovic leaves it off for Kinsey. Kinsey crosses half court over to Taylor, left wing. Taylor will pull another one. Good! Andy Taylor with a fourth triple. And the herd's up eight. 16-41 left in this one. Zero's feeling it. That's a heat check. That one was from way downtown. Hand in his face too, Andrew. Yeah, right over Murray. And Coach McCaslin's got to stop the Andy Taylor bleeding. The Andy Taylor show. Taylor with 16. It is a show. (laughs) (laughs) You might as well recreate it here in the cam. He's got four threes. He's made them all. Marshall as a team, Nick, seven of nine from behind the arc. We'll step aside for a quick break. Marshall's rolling up eight with 16.41 left in the second half. You're listening to Marshall Men's Basketball on the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. Welcome back inside the Cam Henderson Center. Marshall on a 13-3 run over the last two minutes to gain an eight-point lead over the top team in the West Division and Conference USA, the North Texas Mean Green. Andrew Rogers, Nick Versalini, delighted to have you with us here on this late February Saturday afternoon. Any game played at this point on is crucial, especially one at home if you're the thundering herd after falling last night. Hard playing with much more urgency, and it's showing really in the three-point shot against seven of nine from behind the arc, in large part to Andy Taylor, who's got four of them, and he's made all four of them Yeah, that he's attempted. And the last one was a heat check from way downtown with a defender in his face, didn't matter. And the Sheriff is feeling it this afternoon, this second half. The Andy Taylor show now starts at 3 o'clock on Saturday. If you didn't know already. (laughs) Hamlet over to Bell. Bell now to Murray. How does North Texas respond after Marshall's run? Simmons with it. Picks up his dribble at the right elbow. Gets it back to Hamlet right corner. Hamlet dribbles it back out front. Guarded by Kinsey. Ten on the shot clock. Hamlet. Directing traffic over to Reese. Reese back to Hamlet. Five to shoot. Hamlet. Step back, pump fakes over Kinsey and puts it in. Crafty decision-making by Javion Hamlet. He's got his third field goal. He's got nine as we approach the 16-minute mark in this second half. He's being really aggressive now, which is what I wanted to see more from Hamlet. And a really nice move, getting Kinsey in the air. And then that kind of allows him to open up and knock down that shot. Kinsey to Byers. Byers right wing. Byers drives middle. Step back, pump fakes, and he traveled too much for Mike Byers there. And that will bring us to another timeout. Marshall up six, 15-47 left in this one. We'll step aside for a quick break. You're listening to Marshall Men's Basketball on the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. Thanks, guys. It was another busy weekend in Marshall Athletics. Let's start with the Marshall softball team as it hosted the Thundering Herd round robin. Marshall began the weekend with a 7-6 victory over Bowling Green on Friday. Freshman Brianna McCown, in her first collegiate outing, earned her first win and struck out seven batters. Paige Hollowell had three RBIs for the herd, and Allie Harrell finished with two hits. On Saturday, Marshall softball continued its good start into the weekend, winning a pair of matchups. Marshall defeated Valparaiso 9-1 in the first game, and then the St. Francis Red Flash 2-0 in the second on Saturday at Dot Hicks Field. The Thundering Herd received two outstanding pitching performances, first from redshirt freshman Matty Garay against Valpo and then senior Laney Jones versus the Red Flash. The Marshall offense also slugged another five home runs for the day, bringing the season total to 11. 
The Marshall softball team split the third and final day of the Thundering Herd round robin yesterday. Marshall defeated St. Francis 2-1 in the first game before falling to Valpo 5-4 in the second contest. After Marshall softball's first week of action, the Herd is now 6-1 on the season and is back on the field Wednesday for a doubleheader at Longwood University. Following the week's performances, Laney Jones was named Conference USA Pitcher of the Week. Jones appeared in four contests, highlighted by two complete game shutouts. She finished with an ERA of just 1.02 for the week. The Marshall men's basketball team closed out the regular season with a pair of victories over the Charlotte 49ers this past weekend. Marshall won the first game 75-67 and the second game 75-66. Earlier today, two Marshall players were recognized on the All-Conference USA teams. Junior guard Tavion Kinsey was named to the all-conference first team. Kinsey is second in the conference in scoring at 20 points per game and is second in field goal percentage at 54.2. Senior guard Jared West was named to the conference's second team and all-defensive team. West leads Conference USA in steals per game at 2.5 and, and in assists per game at 6. Marshall is the number three seed in the Conference USA tournament and will play the winner of Rice and Southern Miss Wednesday at 7 p.m. In Marshall women's basketball news, sophomore point guard Savannah Wheeler was named the conference's second team earlier today. She finished the regular season as the conference's sixth leading scorer at 17 points per game and was second in free throw percentage at 85%. The Thundering Herd will be the East Division's fifth seed in this week's Conference USA tournament. Marshall will play Wednesday in the first round against Louisiana Tech, the West Division's fourth seed. The two teams split the meetings earlier this season. The game is set to tip off at 3 p.m. with courtside with Kemper airing at 2.30 p.m. Jason Courier will have the call from Frisco, Texas. Marshall baseball got its season underway this past weekend. The Herd won the first game on Friday 3-1, but fell in the final two meetings with Moorhead State, losing 13-10 on Saturday and 6-2 on Sunday. Marshall baseball is back in action tomorrow at Eastern Kentucky. And finally, Marshall women's soccer played its first Conference USA match of the season this past Friday. Marshall fell 2-1 in the match. Sophomore Morgan White scored her first goal of the season. Next up for the Thundering Herd women's soccer team is a non-conference contest with Appalachian State on Saturday, March 13th, with kickoff set for 3 p.m. That does it for the FM88 Sports Report. For the FM88 Sports team, I'm Andrew Rogers. The late National Basketball Association Commissioner Emeritus David Stern may be accredited for making the game of basketball global. His impact and vision have opened up opportunities for young players around the world to seek opportunities in the United States. One player is Obina Anachili Killen, whose work ethic, talent, and leadership make him this week's Standout Athlete of the Week. Anachili Killen grew up in Nigeria before eventually finding his way to his new home in Chapmanville, West Virginia at age 15. Since beginning his classes at Chapmanville Regional High School, the 6'9 senior forward is already a two-time state AA basketball champion and a first-team All-State player. As an essential member of the Tigers team that won a historic 54 straight games against in-state opponents before Chapmanville lost to Logan earlier this week, Anna Chili Killen averages 21 points, 11 rebounds, and 4 blocks per game. 
Despite his putting up stellar numbers and receiving accolades and interest for major colleges, Killen knows that he needs to expand upon several parts of his game. What I was trying to do at the point was, you know, not to rush myself into being an outside player. I wanted to start from the paint and, you know, work my way up. That have helped, you know, my team a lot. It helped them from, you know, they could see it, that me being a more versatile guy, I can, you know, you can put me on any sport. Because Anna Chili Killen is able to do more than a typical center, he has given head coach Brad Knapper many different ways to use him on the court. It helps because he can, he can guard the other team's best player, whether it's a, you know, a wing or a post. Or he, you know, he's such a good shot blocker that, you know, even if you get beat, he can come from the, you know, the weak side and, and challenge shots at the rim and. And that helps you to be able to pressure the ball a lot more. And, and, you know, you can make some mistakes because he's usually in the back to, you know, sort of erase the mistakes. Coach Knapper credits Killen's desire to be good as to why he is one of the best players in the state. He's worked extremely hard, like I said, on his game. And, and uh, you know, the other guys can, you know, kind of see how hard he works. They want to get to a, a really high level. they got to put in as much work as, as, as he's put in. After home games, Anna Chili Killen may be found at a local restaurant interacting with younger children who look to him as their role model. Assistant coach Ashley Dalton says Anna Chili Killen not only makes an impact with his teammates, but within the entire Chapmanville community. He's the perfect example of what you would wish that your own child would turn out like. You know, he's humble, he does the right thing, you know, he's just that kid that the community's wrapped around. You know, he walks in a room and He's always smiling. He's always happy. Nothing negative, you know, from him. It's just all positive, just like he just lights the room up. So, you know, I grew this attachment to Obina, just like everybody else in Chapmanville has. And he's kind of, I guess you'd say, he's the center of the basketball team, and he's the center of the community. When he graduates from Chapmanville this spring, Anna Chili Killen will attend Marshall University on a basketball scholarship. The reason he chose the Thundering Herd is because of the family atmosphere. The more I kept going there, you know, everything got better. I wanted to go to a school that, that was going to, you know, bring me in as a family and, you know, teach me the way, you know, walk with me and believe in me on the basketball court. Before he begins his anticipated college journey, where playing major college basketball may help catch the eyes of NBA scouts, his immediate goal is to lead Chapmanville to its third straight state championship that will cap off one of the most remarkable high school careers in the state of West Virginia. For Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, I'm special correspondent Andrew Rogers. Welcome to Courtside with Kemper with Marshall Women's Basketball Head Coach Tony Kemper. I'm your host, Andrew Rogers. After yet another split, this time against the Rice Owls, Marshall's road ahead does not get any easier. The Thundering Herd is back in action this weekend as the Herd goes on the road for the first time in over a month to face North Texas. It's yet another split here in Conference USA in this two-game format. Fourth time you've been able to split this season. This time it was a little bit more difficult. You guys are down nine going into that fourth quarter against Rice in that second game. What allowed you guys to get over that hump? Because we talked about it last week. Teams had played Rice close and got it in single digits. What allowed you guys to get over the hump and really close down an incredible fourth quarter? Our girls were just really good at the end. I honestly don't even know what to really attribute that to. I, I think in a way we're, we're kind of talking about it as a staff. I, I think a little bit. I'm not sure they really, if you watch them, they played the score. I don't think they felt, boy, we really have to score here. We really have to get a stop. I think they just – played hard possession by possession by possession. And it took a long time to chip into it in the fourth quarter too. It really didn't, we kind of traded baskets. It wasn't like it was a slow, slow drip. I mean, we were, they were still getting some baskets until about the last 
five or six minutes. So a little bit, I think I attributed to that. I'm not sure our team ever felt stressed and pressure about the moment. I'm not sure that any of us did anything different in that game than we ever have. You know, I think they just kind of uh, played with a little bit more looseness and, and, and maybe a will to win and didn't let the moment get to them. But I thought we were really tough. I, I think I do think our energy all weekend was really consistent. And I think their mentality to really fight, I think, was consistent, too. So I think that had kind of already set in that baseline effort level was already pretty good. So when things started to fall, it really turned in a hurry for us. In that first game against Rice, you guys didn't really shoot it that well offensively. You guys struggled. And that kind of carried over a little bit into the first half of the second game. What kind of clicked all of a sudden in that third quarter offensively to get going there? You do have to kind of flip that around and give some credit to Rice. I mean, we're not the only team that struggles against them offensively. They're not an easy team to figure out how you're going to attack them with Nancy in there and, and the defensive player of the year in our league. And I do think there's a level of that, learning how to play against a team that's very hard to simulate in practice. I thought we were super timid to start the first game. Just we didn't change much on what we did from day one to day two. I think they did get to see themselves doing it and maybe understood a little bit what is open, which are the things that we try to talk about going in. And over time, I think experience of that playing them multiple days might might have actually helped, you know, back to back. I think the experience of going through it I do think gave our team confidence. They understood better. This is the area that we can get get at them a little bit. And, you know, we made perimeter shots that were pretty much scripted. You know, we, we, knew, we knew we could get them, and you have to make them when you get the chance. And we, we hung around long enough on Saturday to do that. Friday, you know, we started so poorly that just couldn't make it, make a run at it. Heading into that fourth quarter on Sunday – were you, was there a different message to the team? You know, like, okay, we're right here. What do we need to do? Was there something you or folk wanted to focus for them to kind of work on and be able to pull that win out? Not really. I mean, I think, uh, I think there was a steadiness to our whole, whole organization. I think everyone knew the, the quality of opponent that we were playing. So we knew we couldn't be real up and down in terms of mentality and things like that. So I think it was a little bit, you know, the message was steady. You've got to keep fighting on defense and things like that. And eventually these, these shots are going to fall. You know, there, there was times in there where it kind of didn't feel like they were, you know, we were kind of getting the shots we wanted and it just wasn't, they weren't quite going, but we really, they really stuck after it. We, we stuck after it defensively at the end. We, we, we really clamped down. They, they couldn't get us on the offensive glass. They were missing their first shot. They weren't getting great looks. 